up, what up, what up, guys? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with Two and Cal. Ooh, special arrow edition, 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 edition. <laughs> yes, thank you guys for tuning to another episode with us. We literally just got done finishing the final episode of Arrow, so it's still fresh in our minds. And oh man. And Tucson, Tucson is full of emotion right now. Super full. I think, of emotion. I think he might be the only one. But uh, well, let's fuck it. Let's jump into it. How, how did you feel about this Arrow series so, finale? Um, it summed up eight years. I'm not gonna lie, it did give me Dark Knight Rises vibes. I'm not gonna lie to you. And what's funny about it is that I was started watching the Dark Knight Rises before I was coming over here. Uh-huh. Um. I think that it was a good way to close up. I think that it closed up everybody's story arcs and characters very nicely. Um, I do agree with you on that. It, it wasn't a sloppy transition. It wasn't, you know, everybody, you know, okay, so this person started here, they ended here. Um, we got Rory back, Ragman. You know, even if it was for a couple scenes, I was happy about that. Um, a lot of callbacks to season one and past seasons and just watching the emotion I was going through everybody's face. I think um, David Ramsey, who I've been a fan of since the show started, um, just it being like a real David Ramsey-centered uh, episode mm-hmm. in a way because it's like, yo, I lost my brother. You know, I lost my best friend. And I wasn't there when he needed me the most. And at that time, you know, when Oliver, quote-unquote, needed him the most, it really wasn't much that he could do. Right. Um I'm just I'm happy with the direction that it went. Uh, you know, there was a couple seasons where it fell off a little bit. Season three, um, season four picked up because it had Damian Dark, even though Damian Dark wasn't what he was in Legends. Um, you know, and just seeing how he started a whole universe, bro. If it wasn't, I mean, yeah, you could say if it wasn't for Smallville or even John Wesley ships The Flash, you wouldn't have Arrow, but. From Arrow, you got um, Grant Gustin gets his stars on the second season. Mm. Then by the third season of Arrow, you got the first season of The Flash, you know? I was really, um, I thought it was the third season of Arrow. No, he's in the second. Second season? He's in the second, because remember, that's when he gets the mask. Because yeah. the third season is Ray Ghul, and Roy is um, Arsenal by that point. And that was the first quote-unquote crossover, which was Flash versus Arrow. Um, I'm just a man just watching and seeing, like I said, um, Supergirl, Legends, Flash, Black Lightning. If it wasn't for that show, you know, withstanding the test of eight years, you know, there wouldn't be any of that. I'm going to miss that show dearly. You know, I remember it when it started, I was still in college. You know, I used to go on CW.com before there was a CW app. And I was watching Arrow. I'm happy with it. I'm sad that it's gone. You know, I, I think I'm going to go back and watch, see all the seasons again, you know, just to get that that feeling. And, you know, I feel like I'm going to feel like that when all the other CW shows, come, you know, come to an end. But hopefully, you know, they'll keep replenishing, you know, the stock. Yeah, there'll be more shows to replace them. Huh. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't come from it as a – from a nostalgic point of view as you did because Arrow did lose me as a viewer around like season three or four. I kind of just fell off in the show. It just, 
something about it just wasn't really pulling me in or drawing me in, so I kind of just dropped it. And even even this season, I, I maybe watched the first two or three episodes because I had to do a crisis, but after that, I really didn't didn't watch much of it. I mean, I, it's it's one of the OG uh, CW superhero shows. You know what I mean? It did start a whole universe, and I think I th- I do think they did it the right way. Everyone got a nice little send off. You, you do know what everyone's going to do with their characters. Um, everyone had a cool little moment. But again, I, I just I didn't go into it from an emotional standpoint as you did. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it did have Dark Knight Rises vibes towards the end of them with the whole statue thing they gave him. Um, it was cool how, how they went back a little bit to tell the story and it kind of started off as like a documentary kind of vibe. But, um, ooh, excuse me, guys. But, uh, yeah, I just, I think it was a cool send off, but I didn't, I wasn't like emotional when it ended. And I kind of, so I, and I think maybe I have some questions. Will some of these characters pop up in oh, Green Arrow and the Canaries? You know what I mean? You know, that's a good question. Probably not. Um, I feel like David Ramsey's probably going to go and work on something else. Yeah. Um, Rick Ramirez, maybe. If he feels like putting on the old, old man makeup stuff again, yeah. But I, yeah. I read in interviews and I've heard them say that they don't like putting that stuff on. So, um, but I mean, you never know. I mean, you might see them come in crisis with Diggle getting the, the lantern ring at the end, which was fire. No, that was great, but I don't know. I don't think they'll do anything with that. I think. I think. There's a possibility we could see him pop up in the Green Lantern show. Maybe like he could be the Green Lantern of that Earth. But I don't. I think it was like a nice little thing, just a nice little cap for the fans, just to be like he really was Green Lantern, you know. So John Stewart. Yeah. So that that was cool. I did really enjoy that moment too. Um. But yeah, like I was like it or not, they gave us a Green Lantern Green Arrow friendship. So they did. They really did until the end. But good yeah. Way to do it. They really did, but yeah, and I I thought it was really good, but again, I didn't have that sentimental value as you do with the the Arrow series. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been watching it for a while. Like I said, there was seasons where I just couldn't stand. Um, season three, um, parts of season four. Outside of that, and maybe when he was mayor parts of it. Prometheus was a good villain, but there were certain times where I think like it was just over the top. Yeah. But then just I, I look at, like I said, the story development, watching each character and um, watching his story arc going from like a brooding Bruce Wayne kind of figure to an older, brooding, wiser kind of mm. character and, and really focusing to become a leader. You kind of watch them become a leader in a sense. I feel that. I feel that. Like, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. Like, I really did enjoy I enjoyed the Deathstroke season. I enjoyed um, the Dark Archer season. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to get back into it, but I just couldn't because I can't sit there and watch 22-plus episodes of a show to catch up, especially now that I already know when it ends and how it ends. But uh, I... I like I said, Arrow, the original, started it all. Um, the episodes that I did watch this season, I did actually rather enjoy. 
I wasn't disappointed at all. Really good action, too. I think they had really good action in this episode. And some really bomb, cool-ass moments that were just like, oh, that was fucking cool. Especially when he was swinging around and fucking people up. That's that's always good to see. But, uh, so yeah. Here's my question to you. Who has better fight choreography, Daredevil or Arrow? Daredevil. By far? Yeah, by okay. far. Definitely okay. Daredevil. Like, Arrow has definitely some cool moments. Like and they and they do their thing, but Daredevil, hands down for sure. What do you think? I don't know. Is that I'm thinking about it, and I, I have to rewatch Daredevil. I was rewatching the Defenders the other day. I think that's what made me ask. Mm. I feel like if we're talking about more agile, I would go with Arrow. Really, um, I think Daredevil's more agile. If you remember, like I gotta, I gotta rewatch some more Daredevil. But I feel like maybe because Arrow is so fresh in my head, and I've been. I've been watching it for a while, and Daredevil's been off the air for what a year and a half. About yeah, about a year, about a year and a half, yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard, and like I said, I've only been rewatching the Defenders just recently. That was a disappointing show, but uh, uh, what, yeah, what we'll do you want? We don't get into that, yeah. But I don't, like. I just I really liked it. I liked how everybody came back, man, just to say goodbye one mm. last time. And, um, you know, and I was listening to the Michael Rosenbaum mm-hmm. interview. I didn't finish it. I'm still in the beginning, but I liked how he talked about, um, he wasn't a perfectionist, but he was a hard ass on set the first couple of seasons. Yeah. Cause he wanted to make sure it was right. And even people in the crew acknowledged it like, damn, it's annoying, but you're right. Yeah. Like, but you're right. Yeah. I was, I was listening to that, uh, when he came out as well. And he was saying, that's just show, goes to show how much he cares about the character. He wanted to get every minute detail correct, you know what I mean? In service to the fans and in service to the show. Did you kind of feel it felt a little redundant? Because I felt like we've been saying goodbye to Oliver for about, about close to a month now. Pretty much ever since Crisis Part 1, we've been saying goodbye to Oliver. When he died the first time, and then when he died, when he was Spectre, and then pretty much the last part of uh, the Crisis episode was him honoring Oliver with the statue in the Hall of Justice. So it kind of felt like <laughs> we've been saying goodbye to Oliver for a month. So so like, I think that's also why this one didn't even hit as hard. Because it's just like, well, we, we did this in Crisis, you know? I get that was like the hero's chance to say goodbye. And this was like, you know, everyone else's chance to say goodbye, but... I kind of felt like uh, we're getting a little repetitive with these with these goodbye Oliver episodes, but yeah, um, Arrow, a card. Well, that, that was a horrible segue, bro. You gotta do better than that. Well, yeah, Oliver uh, Arrow ended, so and yeah, card began, nigga. Yeah, so last week, last <sighs> Thursday, uh. Man. We got a new Star Trek show, and it was a uh, Star Trek Picard, and it was amazing. Yeah, well, I I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. How it's, many times did yeah. you watch it? I've only watched it once. Three times only. Three times. I I thought it was really good. I like. I do like where the story's gonna go. It's good to see him back. Yeah, he's definitely definitely see how 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 he's aged and everything. He's a more he's- weathered and grizzled old, old man. <laughs> And he don't give a fuck. That's yeah. what I love about it. I think I think it's cool. I think the dynamic of the show is gonna be like he's gonna be like the old kind of leader, 
And you can have those younger cats have the action. He's like, you niggas go ahead and it, do this. Especially in, in, the, in the first episode where he just had... He's the, running up the <laughs> stairs and you see the body <laughs> double. That was hilarious. Dana's daughter just fight. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go hide. And she was... Dodge, watch out. Fucking everyone up, man. You know, I was just like, yeah, I get it. I, <laughs> Patrick Stewart's like <laughs> 79 right now. He doesn't need to be hey, doing he's anything. He's close to 80, yeah. Doesn't need to be doing anything physical, but it, it was a really good episode, really good show. And uh, like I said, I think I said this last week, Star Trek is coming back in full force, and I love it. God yeah, damn it! Because we're talking about a Pike show, Section Thirty One show. Yeah, I'm oh, trying to figure out how that works. New with movie Michelle. coming real soon. I'm trying to figure out how that works with Michelle. Yo, we'll probably get answers with Discovery, and then see what happens. But they'll figure it out. It's definitely nothing we could figure out now because there's. There's been no clues of how she, how that would work. But yeah, what 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 were some of your favorite moments about Picard? Man, the Star Trek head, take it away. So check it out. First off, I love the way they started. They started off with um, a dream sequence. Oh, spoilers by the way. Um, hopefully you guys have checked it out. But it starts off in Enterprise D, which is the Enterprise in the Next Generation. Ah oh, man, and they're playing poker. And Picard and Data, it's the first scene. It starts off with Picard and Data, and Data's in his nemesis outfit. Now, if you're a Star Trek fan, you know in TNG, they never had the, the, um, the what I call the Dominion War uniforms. And you see them in their next generation uniforms in another dream sequence. And then you get to see how synthetics or androids are outlawed in the Federation now because of certain... Um, Incidents that have taken place. I'm not going to fully spoil it for you guys because I do want you guys to check yeah, it out. You gotta catch it for yourself. It's it's fucking amazing, and just seeing where it could lead up to is is good. You know, it was good to see what he's been up to. You know, the 20 plus years after Nemesis, and you know, it takes place in real time, and that's what I appreciate about it. And you're giving us parts of the backstory. Um, as you guys know, I'm into comic books, so um, Star Trek Picard actually has like its own comic book that. Um, I'm sorry, that takes place before, you know, the TV show. And, you know, Picard is relatively younger in that comic book. And you get to see what happened after he took the role of Admiral and why he left the Enterprise E to, you know, to get the, the fleet armada to help re, um, evacuate the Romulans. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. I have like a big smile on my face as I talk about it. I can't wait to see what Easter egg. Oh my gosh, the Easter eggs in the first in the first um episode is amazing. Um, so there's a part where you get to see old relics from Next Generation, like the Captain Picard banner. Uh, for those of you Trekkies out there, our Trekkers, you 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 guys know what I'm talking about. You got to see um, one of the Batlets and and the Doctog from um, when Sins of the Father, which was, I want to say, season four of Next Generation. And it's, it, oh, man, I'm just so happy, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do. I, I'm This Thursday can't come fast enough. Like, I, yeah, I thought I, mean, I couldn't wait really for it. Tomorrow's Wednesday, mm-hmm. so. Oh, before you, so it, does it come on Thursday at 9? Like, is there a specific time they put it on? I Thursday? think it's like Thursday at like 8 or 9, I think. Okay, kind of, okay, so that's kind of similar to how they did Discovery, where it was like Sunday, like 8 o'clock or something. Yeah, it started off on Sundays, and then Discovery went on to Thursdays, second season. Well, second season was Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Now, that makes sense, because I do remember watching it on Fridays. 
Okay. Yeah. No, no like, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and I'm not like a big Star Wars fan of Tucson, but like I enjoyed Star Trek. it. Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever. You made the mistake last week yourself. Blow me. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not a big Star Trek fan of Tucson, is but I I really did enjoy it. And I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm on board because like I was excited from the from the trailer. I was like, well, I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed Discovery. But I, th- I think I'm actually going to like it. I think I'm actually going to like it. And I'm excited to meet this new crew he assembles and see what they're like. You know, but it looks like it's it's going to be a a really good show. You know, John, Jean-Luc Bacard. And he speaks French. Yeah. Jumping back French. into... I, I like how he named his dog number one. That was cool. Also, what I liked, um, the, opening, the opening scene. Oh, well, outside of the opening scene, I think it's like after when he wakes up or... Oh. Um, Inner Light is an episode from TNG, uh, Star Trek Next Generation, mm-hmm. where Picard learns how to play this flute. And that flute, um, I was watching this documentary on how they did the music. It's a piccolo, like one of the highest. It's it's pitched high. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like that flute. So they're bringing in so many Easter eggs. And if you know what to listen, know what to look out for it. It's an amazing mm-hmm. first episode. It's and it looks cool. like we're gonna have a we're, we're diving into the back into the Borg. Yeah, yeah. And how the Borg and the Romulans are fit yeah. together. Yeah, which is a cool way to end the episode. So, what are your kind of your your predictions or your hopes for the season? My hopes is that uh, we get to see we get more cameos that are worth it. That makes sense. So far, you know, we know Jonathan Franks and um, Maria and Martis. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to be guest stars. Yeah, they're starring. confirming back there in the trailer. Yeah, and it looks it looks like it's promising. I mean, Jonathan Franks has been directing Star Trek since Next Generation. Is so, he directing an episode of this? Yeah, he's directing two. Okay, okay. Um, so which is which is good. You know, they already finished the first season, and uh, I'm looking forward Wait, to just. So, where, is Worf coming? No, it's, no. Come on, you can, you no. gotta give us. Work. I know, I know, bro. You know, maybe second season. That, that I'm hoping so because I want to see where Jordy and Worf is at. I like Wolfie, but you gotta bring Worf before you bring Wolfie. Bro, <laughs> I'm sorry. If I was Michael Dorn, I'd be like, these motherfuckers. How you bring Whoopi Goldberg's ass back, but not me? We're rooting for you, Worf. <laughs> the core plot, my nigga. But um. For real though, I I really enjoyed it. It was it, I can't wait. I might have to go watch it a fourth time. Mm. Like it's it's something I watched twice when it first came out, and then I watched it another time, like a day or two later. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out again before Thursday comes. Do you know if Pop watched it yet? I actually don't. I haven't spoken to him about it. He hasn't even asked me if I've watched it yet. I think the last thing I spoke about Pop because he's pretty close to finishing Titan season two. Jeez. So <laughs> I don't think he'll start Picard until like maybe next it's month. Summer. Till <laughs> <laughs> spring twenty twenty. But Sorry, uh, <laughs> hey, I was just watching Picard like Dad. Because he was literally talking to me about Titans. Because he just finished the episode with uh Superboy and Cadmus. Oh wow. So I was like, oh yeah, you're like you got some time. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't know. I don't think he'll He'll start for Carson. I think he I, watched I, I'll it. Ask I gotta him. ask him no, myself. You you think you watched? It? I think so because he called me about it yesterday night when I was trying to. What walk did he home. say? I don't remember. I was trying to get on the yeah. elevator and I had the laundry pack, and you know my card is busted. Yeah. Oh, so guys, I let you guys know my laundry card is fucked all the way up. The front two wheels is jacked up, so I was popping a willy, 
trying to. I had like three little laundry bags, and yeah. I was all fucked up. And John just kept calling. I'm just like, my nigga, I just saw you not two seconds. Like he calls me when I'm in the hallway trying to get my shit in the elevator. I'm like, nigga, you could have just opened the door. Yeah, but I guess that's something to ask him if he's seen it. Oh, sorry about my rant, y'all. But I, you know, welcome to our personal lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Star Trek Picard Thursday and CBS All Access. Check it out if you got it. And, of course, there's other ways to watch it if you don't have CBSL access. But I won't tell you what they are. That's if I bang with you enough, you know, for those who follow us I'm close with, you know, I got your back. I'm always willing to spread the gospel. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's switch gears. What are we switching to, bro? Jump back into the DC world. Uh, the Batman just started filming uh, officially. So there were some pictures that came a couple weeks ago of them filming in London and stuff like that. But I guess that was just a little like a little pre-shoot. But uh, two days ago, or was it yesterday? Yesterday, uh, the director, Matt Reeves, shared a photographer. I mean, shared, showed, yeah, sorry, shared a picture of a slate. And the slate is like kind of what you use to cut in movies, you know, action. You know, you hit it. The sound is more so for, for sound references, but it has, like, shot one, scene 17, stuff like that. So day one was yesterday, two days ago, actually, for Matt Reeves, the Batman film. So it's nice that this movie's starting to film again. <laughs> it's, it's happening. You know, so do you remember nice. what John Schnepp used to say? He said it would never happen. He's like, when I have grandchildren. <laughs> Rest in peace, man, to the Rest big home. Rest in peace, man. I remember his rant. He's like, this movie is never coming. Oh man, I wish you were here for the schnapp. But yeah. uh, it's Rest it's nice to know that we got another Batman movie filming, and hopefully we'll get some cool reveals very very shortly. Hopefully before Comic Con, because I'm need I'm to too see impatient what the to wait till it looks yeah, like. I'm, I'm dying, man. I because I'm hearing it might you know have that little navy blue and the gray. I'd love to see that how they incorporate that. You know, put a little color into it. Yeah. I'm 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 excited. I'm happy that we got another Batman movie. And we're hearing that it's a loosely based on the long Halloween graphic novel. Oh, that's cool. If you so, guys, you guys should pick it up. Um, Jeff Loeb wrote a hell of a series. Yeah, art by Tim Sale. Sale, whatever, bro. Stop fucking correcting me. Well, motherfucker, get it right. Well, like I don't correct you when you say wrong shit. Well, you should then. All right, got you. Fine. Next, next episode, I'm correcting the fuck out of you, motherfucker. Then do it. Just watch. Jerk. I'm be so obnoxious about it. Ooh. Anyways, next topic, Tucson. What is the next topic? Birds of Prey. Oh, my least favorite. <laughs> so Birds of Prey comes out February seventh. There's some internet rumors, just purely rumors, is that um there's gonna be a post credit scene with Green Arrow. Apparently the 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 scene is that uh, spoilers by the way. Oh, I don't even I'm, know if this is real shit or not. I'm playing Green Arrow, guys. I don't even know if this is real shit or not. But apparently Green Arrow captures Harley Quinn uh, and is asking where the canary is, uh, and she says she doesn't know because I guess at the end of the movie, all the girls go their separate ways. Apparently we don't see the Green Arrow, but we kind of see his back or whatever. And then um, we cut to Amanda Waller bringing Harley Quinn back to the Suicide Squad. Setting up, you know, the Suicide Squad sequel coming out next year. So, uh, what, what do you think about that? Bringing Green Arrow into the DC movie universe. It's interesting. I, I think, like I said, as you know, I have, I'm not really a big fan of this movie. Mm. I'm going to watch it just off the strength of, I mean, I'm going to go in there with the bar set super low. Yeah. And more than likely. Yeah, I don't have a high bar for it. It, it, like. it, it might, it might just be like, well, wow, this was better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, but to have Green Arrow so soon after Arrow, 
bit the dust. I'm like, eh, like who would you get the voice on? I mean, I mean, you can get anybody to do it. Like hell, I could do it. Where's the canary? You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just, I'm not excited about this shit. Like I'm glad you and McGregor is in. It's like I'm, I'm a fan of him. I like his acting. So I mean, that gives me something to support. But outside of that, I don't give a fuck. Oh, well, I wanted your thoughts more so on the scene, more on the scene. The I'm sorry, it, it possibly I, I, I being really, in that scene. I'm excited for it. So mm-hmm. it gives us something else to look forward to. Maybe it'll give us like a Justice League two, like the Arrow's Revenge or something like that. I heard that's what things could lead up to. Maybe who knows? I think I think Warner Brothers definitely wants to do another Justice League movie. But do it right, and they need to get a fucking Superman if they're gonna if they're not figuring out what they're gonna do with Henry Cavill. Yeah, that's still an enigma to fucking everybody. I think even to Henry Cavill, it's an enigma. He's like, man, I just want to play this cat. I don't know what I gotta do, but I'm gonna do it. But yeah, I I, I hope the scenes I hope the scenes real. I hope it happens. Um, I'd love to see uh, Green Arrow come into the movie fold. I think that'd be really cool. Because uh, I think I think you could really do something cool, especially have him interact with Batman. You know, these two billionaires and the two different personalities. I think that'd be really cool. I wonder, but will they give him his money back, or will it be the poor Oliver Queen? Who knows? I mean, that's I guess that's up only to that. Time will tell. Yeah, only time will tell with that one for sure. But yeah, we got some some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. So. For all you Mighty Ducks fans, I'm reading right now that Emilio Estevez will return as Coach Bombay in the Mighty Ducks series for Disney+. Plus. Now, I'm excited about this. I'm not even going to lie. That means the Flying V has returned. It's funny. I was just watching the Mighty Ducks 3 a couple weeks ago. That was the weakest one, yo. I love that one where they go to the, the prep school. Yeah, that was I love weakest, that one. That was that's the my, weakest that's one. My, to like me. one of my that's my favorite one. Really? Two is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, they go to LA? Yeah. That's Snucklepuck time. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I was just watching the Mighty Ducks three, and that's honestly my favorite. Really? Yeah. I got I gotta rewatch it. It's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Ducks fly together. But yeah, I no, it's actually not on Disney Plus. Son of a Which bitch. is what how I was so pissed because they have all three of the Mighty Ducks movies listed there. And then I clicked on it and it said it will become available in 2021. January 1st, 2020. You know what kind of bullshit that is? No. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the Mighty Ducks. It wasn't available. Why do you put titles up there that aren't available? I remember they did that with The Force Awakens. Not The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. they did the same thing just now with Toy Story 4, which is it's going to be available February 7th. I mean, which isn't bad, but... I was like, Mighty, I gotta wait till January first, twenty twenty one, to watch yeah. all three Mighty Ducks movies. Yeah, so I was a little pissed about that, but I, I'm, I, I hope this Mighty Ducks show is good. I hope it's not corny because I feel like sometimes when they try to redo these shows that we used to love, they try to aim for a much younger audience than what we were when we first discovered it. Like, I, I hope it's, I hope it, it could appeal to. The generation that discovered the Mighty Ducks and grew up with the Mighty Ducks and are adults now that still go back and revisit it, but also re, uh, appeal to younger and new fans. So uh, we'll we'll see if they, if that holds up. Hopefully they're able to do it. But uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. Do you have any anything else to say? Um, actually, I do. I want to say thank you guys that came out to the low maintenance concert this past weekend on Friday at Rockwood Music Hall. Um, we had a really, really good turnout, a really good time. 
Um, be prepared for some new stuff coming out of Black Thought Creative. Um, yeah, I know it's been a minute since you guys have heard about that, but just know that there's there's something else coming up in the works that we we're not getting ready to we're not going to say what yet. But when it's when it's up and ready, you'll be seeing a lot of promotion for it. It's going to be dope. Um, so thank you guys for rocking out with Word to the Blurred and be prepared for what else, you know, other things that we got going on. I know Cal got some things in the pipeline that's getting ready to come out. So, you know, be ready. And also, um, our sister Niara has a company called Sunflower Productions where she just released her short film called Remedies. Mm-hmm. And um, it's definitely dope. We're going to be posting stuff on our IG about it and uh, definitely check it out. So, you know, the Scenic Kids is definitely doing their thing. And I uh, want you guys to rock out on this journey with us. You know, let, help us get to where we feel like we should be and help us to entertain you. So that's that's definitely what we want to do. Give you guys some more content. Give you guys some more goodies. So with that being said, yo, this is Two. This is Cal. Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal. Much love to y'all, man. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.